0: The Real Estate Sessions podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Promote your brands, promote your listings, learn more at adworks.com. That's A-D-W-E-R-X.com, adworks.com.
1: Keeping in touch with the community was the biggest thing because it's an easy way. I don't have to go out there and go after the people they're coming and joining because they want to see what's happening here the place that they love and want a vacation at they're gonna log in and they're going to see what's happening because they may want to come up this weekend or next month or just see what's happening
0: Welcome to the real estate sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now, your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Our guest for episode 49 is Ryan Servetus of Shore Sotheby's International Realty. Uh, Ryan grew up in southwest Michigan and still calls it home. Hard on the shore of Lake Michigan, or Big Blue, I found out, as the locals refer to it, the uh, southwest Michigan area is a like a summer destination in an area Ryan loves to promote. So Ryan, welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you Bill, I'm happy to be here. Good. Looking forward to talk to you. Cool. So when you when you say you work Southwest Michigan, you mean it cuz I, you know, I had to get a map out. I'm a southwestern kid and the areas you serve, they are really right along Lake Michigan, right on down to the Indiana border, the uh, Indiana border. So describe this area and kind of the lifestyle there. Oh, it's it's very laid back. It's
1: uh you could almost take state of Michigan and put it into three different states with the east side being industrial the UP being very nature-like with UP I mean Upper Peninsula and then of course the west side where we're at in the southwest particularly is sand dunes lakefront small resort towns and um, it's it's just a whole different feel it's a step back where a town over you know 45 minutes to the east the real estate agents are wearing suits and ties where we're wearing teens and uh, you know, shorts and uh, Tommy Bahama shirts because it's 80 degrees and you're on the beach and you're you're showing and promoting relaxing lifestyle and um, where we're at you're very right it's from the Indiana border north I handle about an hour and a half of the shoreline and there's very I call it five different distinct communities bill okay Um the first one being the New Buffalo area, which is right across the Indiana line, and I always look at that as when clients are looking to be close to, say, Chicago area, they want to be close to the city within 45 minutes because they they have young kids. The next one's going to be a little further north, which is our Bridgeman area, which is more rural, state park. We have our Warren State Dunes there, and then for those that want to go, you know, another 15 minutes north of that, we have the St. Joe Benton Harbor area. We have a Harbor Shores PGA tour there, which is real popular. Whirlpool's headquarters are right there. And then you got where I'm actually physically live, which is another 30 minutes north in South Haven area. And we're a huge resort for beach, you know, very low bluffs, walk out from your house, walk down to the waterfront, jump in. And then our final one that I service is another 20 minutes north of that. That's the Saugatuck Douglas area. That's a real destination for those who are looking for art galleries, restaurants, and it's a real popular LGBT community. So of the five, it's a distinctive lifestyle for everybody, and it serves pretty much everyone that we look for. So it's it's been a great thing for us.
0: Great. That's they're really very diverse, you know, group where you can you know kind of figure out what your client wants and then. Say, I've got an idea that you probably like this area. That's great. I love that.
1: And that's perfect. And that's exactly. As soon as I meet or talk to them, being ours, our second homeowners, most of our introductions are done either online or on the phone before you ever meet them in person. Right. And, you know, the nice thing about that, it gets you time to talk to them and find out exactly what they're looking for, what their lifestyle is, and then you can start doing some searching on what might meet
0: their interest. So – I mean, a real quick question because I'm always curious when especially back in the Midwest where you know, I grew up in California and San Diego. I mean, it was a long ways to a state border. <laughs> and, and and you're how does how does how do Indiana and Michigan, how do those state associations, you know, get along? Do they play nice with each other? Are you able to kind of um is there do they present problems or or maybe even opportunities for you?
1: Uh Well, it is very interesting,
0: especially when you get
1: closer down, you know, another 30 minutes south of us. You'll get a lot of clients that say, Hey, you know, I'm coming up from the area, I'm in Indianapolis or I'm in Chicago. I'd like to look at Michigan City, which is right across the border of Michigan, Indiana, and versus New Buffalo up in Michigan. So they do get along. I believe that a lot of their agents are great to work with. As for the state levels they are completely opposite you know what you may be a broker in Michigan you're not gonna be a broker automatically in Indiana you're gonna have to go through their state regulations their licensing and their timeframes and education before you can get that uh, same designation so a lot of it is either you become real good friends with another agent who's licensed there and you have a good referral program back and forth or you're lucky enough to have a company that has an office over there that you can refer back within a company. Or if you really want to go, I have a couple friends who are dual licensed in both states, and it works very well for them. Granted, they live right there on the border such as, I would tell you, South Bend Niles, you know, home in Notre Dame. So for them, they kind of have to
0: be in dual agents in that, um, dual license, I should say, in that area. Right, okay. So you grew up in southwest Michigan, right? Was it more Kalamazoo? Were you kind of off the water a little bit?
1: No, I grew up right on the water. Oh, and
0: okay. So that's why that's why I'm here, Bill. Ah,
1: I went gotcha. to Kalamazoo. Zoo. Nice. Went to school there and completely missed the water. You know, ignored it when I was here because it's one of those things where if it's there every day you forget about it and it's not until you go away from it that you miss it so much. Um, so yeah, I I came right back as soon as I could and being these are small resort towns, you know, you, you don't there's not a lot of job opportunities for you to do. So the ones that are available you take and you know a lot of people don't retire from them until they can so you end up getting the horrible shifts like the night shifts or stuff right. like that. And yep. that's what I did. I you know I, I I came back here and I was a uh, a chemical engineer. I got to make pharmaceutical drugs, you know, the stuff that people use every day like lidocaine and other things that help people in their daily lives. But I you know I realized real quick that I would never get off that night shift. You know, when you make drugs, it's a 12-hour shift, and that was one of the things I thought, well, I'm not seeing my family. What can I do different? And, of course, my father was a realtor, so he kept trying to tell me, get into real estate. And I'm, no, You guys are nuts. Always on call, running around, holidays. At least where I'm at, I have a set schedule. But it wasn't until my kids got a little bit older that I noticed I need to do something different. So that's when I said, okay, I'll, I will get my real estate license just to have it. Just see what happens. Yeah, when that's, that's it, common. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Bill? I took it, sat back, said, "Okay, I got it," and I loved it. I mean, it was great. And I did the I did the dual thing for the first year, where I kept my pharmaceutical job, and did real estate when I uh, on my off days or during you know whenever
0: I could, just to get my foot going. Right. So you had you at least you knew the lifestyle before, as you mentioned you kind of had a sense of what you were going to get into um but my guess is real estate that your parents or your mom or your dad did growing up was a lot different than what you're doing now.
1: Oh, I tell you, Bill, I remember my dad bringing home the big book of listings you know okay. every week. Here's what's new out there, and then you know it's before cell phones, so you're doing a lot of calling from
0: working from your office you know on landlines, right and yeah. I can't imagine doing that today. (laughs) I just can't imagine. Yeah, so mobile. Everything's just at your fingertips all the time. That's great. Exactly. Let's talk a bit about the, uh, you mentioned, you know, that you you first connect with your resort second home clients online. But let's talk about the actual clients themselves. Obviously, if they're buying a second home, they've got to be relatively successful in business because they're going to have a, they're going to buy a second property. So you must have to handle these clients differently than, a traditional buyer or seller, right?
1: Bill, you're
0: 100% correct on that. The biggest thing about a second home is
1: everybody wants one. Nobody needs one. So it's kind of like we're here in town. We're enjoying this beautiful beach. The breeze is perfect. The restaurants are great. We're happy, we're relaxed. We just got re-energized. We want to buy a home. So you take them out, you show it to them, they see three or four homes while they're here, they fall in love with the area, they go back, they talk about it, next thing they do is they say, Ryan, we're going to go back home, we'll, we'll call you in a week. They week, and they'll say, you know what, we're going to think about it because we're back at home and now we're busy again. We've got kids lacrosse going on, soccer, baseball, whatever you, I've got this business meeting. So you you could work with a client, Bill, up to four years before they purchase. So you got to be very good at keeping the communication with them because, again, everybody wants a second home. They don't need one versus, you know, like I said, a more established working community where you have to have your main home to live in. That's more of a, okay, we're moving to this area. We need a place now. We got 30 days or we're going to be homeless. That's something they got to do. Where we're at, people want a vacation home. The nice thing about it is those that come in, they're usually – cash buyers and if they're not cash buyers they're they're smart enough to know before they start looking they should probably get pre-approved. So most of the people I deal with have already talked to their lender or pulled money out of some investment fund that they could purchase a house and they know right the area they want to be. Right. The other thing is I'd tell you real quick is because of the internet they're coming to us now going, "Hey Ryan, we know the area we want to be. We've we've done the research, we've seen this." So Here's the kind of area. Here's what we like. Find it for us.
0: Your, your database management then is going to be critical for the, the what you have to deal with. You know the time frame of some of these these um, transactions.
1: They are, and you know we've never been in a market that's been down or quickly up. It's always been a steady uh, increase. It's very conservative, but it's always been a steady rise. Where I tell people, hey, if you're going to buy here. At least hold on to it for five years before you go to resell it so you can at least make a little bit of money. Right. And if you have trouble, we can put you in our rental pool and rent out your property if it's allowed at the association or the community level to help make you some money in case you need to. But it's, it's a very solid investment because – and I wouldn't say investment. I take that back, Bill. It's not an investment. What it is is we have a small inventory because they're small communities. And the buyers are coming from large metropolitan areas that really help us keep our values strong. Even during the recession, we kept our values. We didn't really take a hit. We just kind of planed out on a neutral level, which was nice. And then when things started going again, we started going on the rise, and then the market got busy right again.
0: Yeah, that wasn't the case here in Arizona. <laughs> but we'll move, on. We'll move no. past that. We don't want to talk about that.
1: Well, then, like you say, it brings it back to you've got to be hyper local. You have to know your market, which means, like even, you know, towns that are 30 minutes to the east of me, I refer out because I don't know that market. I know the shoreline because that's what I work on as a resort and second homes. I do not know the other markets that are inland, and I'd rather give them to somebody I trust and an agent I believe in who can take good care of them in that area than for me to try and do something that I'm trying to learn on the go
0: well let's talk more about that you 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 heavily use the internet to generate leads you've got multiple websites out there that are targeting specific niche markets talk about that strategy and and how that's evolved over time for you
1: well I tried to find a way bill to say okay how can I get out there we have a lot of established agents here our average agent is almost right on what NAR saying we have a lot of retirees here they've come to the area they're bored what do they do? They watch HDTV. Next thing you know, I like homes. Let's become a realtor. I started in my 20s. So that's hard. When you, A 20-year-old trying to show you that you need to take an advantage of a 200, dollars $300,000 home is very hard to do to somebody who's in their 50s and 60s. They just don't think, you know, you're wet behind the ear. What does this young person know? What I did is I went out and got as many designations as I could get. On top of that, I joined community organizations. I joined the planning committee, within a couple of years I was the chairman of our planning committee because I wanted to learn the process. That was when development was really heavy and rocking in the mid-2000s and everyone was building, they're tearing down building, so I wanted to learn that process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I thought well okay that's great, I'm good for locals but I'm not reaching these Indianapolis, Ann Arbor, Detroit, Chicago, Cincinnati, St. Louis, how do I reach these people? So I ended up starting Pages like things to do in South Haven, things to do in Saugatuck, things to do in St. Joseph that I would put on a regular basis updates. I wouldn't make it a hard sell for real estate, but I'd put community events, things that are going on, on photos, videos, and every now and then, maybe once a week, I'd throw something on there that, hey, here's a new offering from Ryan Servetus. That way, people are not being hard sell to to keep some hey look we love this town look at what's happening we could be there this weekend and look look at this house we could buy this house so we don't have to look for a rental we could have our own place and then when we're not using it run it out to somebody else who wants to stay. So I really started hitting that and it worked out so well Bill I actually had more followers than our own city visitors bureau site which was amazing. That's perfect so I that was awesome. But you know that's the biggest thing is know keeping in touch with the community was the biggest thing because it's an easy way because I don't have to go out there and go after the people they're coming and joining because they want to see what's happening here the place that they love and want to vacation at they're gonna log in and I'm gonna see what's happening because they may want to come up this weekend or next month or just see what's happening um, not to spin it off on another thing I usually keep it light on those things with events fairs happenings but I've actually got to use it for political things that are happening in the area, such as uh, short-term rentals. Because of a lot of people who don't come in the off-season and they own places here, they don't know what's happening. They don't know if some kind of zoning change is going to happen. So I can use it as a way to, hey, by the way, this is coming down the pike at the next uh, uh, committee meeting. You should be aware of this because this could affect your values. And that's been very helpful. And I've had a lot of people message me and thank me for, hey, thanks for keeping us up on what's happening because, you know what, that could have made a big make-or-break deal for us whether we have to sell our home or not. Right. So it's li- different things. Just keep them involved with what their community is that they've invested with their money.
0: Yeah, so your your knowledge of the local market and the inventory there is just – I mean that's really – That's your selling point. That's your unique selling proposition. You know that area so well. you got to have an example or two of of maybe um, you knowing something that was going to happen or like you were just talking about. Can you share one or two of those with us?
1: Oh, the biggest thing was uh, I would tell you with the um, onslaught of the uh, rise of the anti-short-term rentals, the anti-Airbnb or VRBO.com, that was something that a lot of people don't know they want to buy in a community they never think to even ask that so it was let, good to let people know hey this is going on you know make sure you send your word granted you're a second homeowner you have no vote but a letter to the board members does help because people need to know and it will affect the community as a whole another one was we had a community between South Haven and Saugatuck in the last year where a lawsuit happened within the association again on short-term rentals some people wanted it some people didn't it came down to a court case where it was what do you define commercial use it was a 1920 subdivision that said no commercial use shall be within this residence well back then that meant commercial you're not gonna put a grocery store or any kind of business well today's term means you're making money off of your property so it was interesting to watch the changes and how the judge ruled now, granted, the judge did rule in favor of the uh, commercial usage for that association would be rentals, and now it's being appealed. So we have to see where that goes. But I got to be able to put that out there and let people know what was going on and either their community or one that could affect theirs next.
0: Um, I, I, don't, I don't really think about that too much when you think about the second home communities like you, where you live. But the locals probably have this – it's not a – I mean, they've got to understand that it's the second home buyers that keep their values up, but at the same time, I'm sure they get tired of um, <laughs> having the transient kind of a, a feel in their neighborhoods. Is that kind of how it works?
1: It is, and you know at the end of the day at the end of the day bill, it's really more of a worry of what could happen versus what's happened. We've had excellent renters here and here's the thing. People come to South Haven or Saugatuck or New Buffalo, they're so happy to be here because they work so hard the rest of the year that they're not here to have trouble. Most of them are families, or empty nesters, and they're at the beach, they're walking the trails, they're going to the cafes, and then they're in bed and they're in their house by 1030 at night sleeping because they're exhausted from a whole day of having fun, and they're back at it the next day. So a lot of people, they go, oh, well, the parking, look at all the parking, and you know, I have to wait 45 minutes for a restaurant. That's true. But I always tell them, we have 12 weeks, pretty much our season's 12 weeks during the summer month, to make the money that's going to last you the other nine months out of the year. Right. Now, if you, get, you get nice weather in the fall, you're going to get some nice weekend traffic, you get some, you know, winter snowmobilers or skiers, but pretty much... The areas along the shoreline, their money is
0: made in 12 weeks for the entire year. Right. So yeah. they depend on it. Well, let me switch gears for a second, Ryan. You're like many of the guests uh, on this podcast. You're heavily involved at your local association level. I'm sure you're you're kind of involved at the state. You've also – you're a member of a committee with the NAR, a, a national association of realtors. Talk about why you think this volunteerism is so important.
1: Well, you, you got to have a passion for what you do, Bill. It, it can't be just about the next, see a deal and kill it and move on to the next one. I mean, it's it's got to be more than that. It's got to be about your community. What are you doing to help your community grow as a whole? And you know, I like being on the National Association of Realtors because I believe at the RSPS level, I can see what's going to come down the line to us. We tend to follow, our market anyway, and our area tends to follow California, New York, and even Chicago by a good six months on what's happening there. So we see something that's starting to come up where anti-rentals or a change in what's happening with policies. I can keep an eye on that because I can go back to our governmental affairs committee and say, hey, look at this. This is something we keep an eye on, and it might hit us and it might not. Most of the time it will hit us a little bit. But it's good to keep an eye on because that protects, again, our community as a whole, our clients as a whole, and just makes everything better, I, I believe, because everyone can be more relaxed. You're not always wondering what's going to happen next. It's a secure communities, and that's just good because people know that they're going to buy something, and nothing bad is going to happen to it. It's going to affect their property values one way or the other. It's just going to be a steady,
0: secure area for them to come. Right. That's good. Um, what's – you know, go back to marketing for a sec. What's on the horizon for you and your marketing? Are you looking at something out there that's interesting? You know, you know, as, as a realtor, there are always companies coming up with the next greatest thing. I'm just curious if one of them's got your attention.
1: Well, the biggest thing I'm doing right now, and again, we relate to the market on it, I've been following forever, is video shorts. Mm-hmm. Not just the minute and 20 second video, but the 30 second Instagram videos that do previews or something I can shoot out there on one of those social sites and just give them a teaser of hey this is coming to market and here's what's happening and to go back when I said a minute and 20 second videos the reason I said that is data has shown that majority of people no matter it's a five minute video three minute video what have you they watch for a minute and 20 seconds and then they log out regardless of what it is you got people's attentions for up to a minute 22nd so we've really curtailed and made our videos fit those areas that way we know we're getting the most exposure and not having people leave right now I would also say you know um, you know surrounding the properties of interest in the communities that's another thing we don't just do videos of the home we want to show what the surrounding areas are so you're, you're selling that lifestyle again and what they're buying into Um Besides that, you know, Periscope's been really big. Live um, Facebook has been really fun to see how people react to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the other thing we're looking into is it has nothing to do with real estate, Bill. So uh, one thing we're looking to do right now is a local restaurant does a weekly cooking classes the off season and that involves 40 people you pay a ticket and you make a full course meal with a drink on the end and appetizers and our banner behind us will have their restaurant name and of course my name and the company name behind it so it's a very passive way to show that hey we're doing other things in the community besides hey we're not trying to sell you a house today we're just saying hey we're gonna help you learn how to you know become a better chef today You know, so you're not burning your toast (laughs) and your macaroni. So there's other things we were doing. It's just different things. And, of course, beach cleanup. You know, becoming active and making sure people know, you come here. Here's something that we can work with you and we can bring the state of Michigan in and have a nice little billboard that shows you how – groundwater works and why it's so important to not pollute and leave trash at the beach and you do these annual beach cleanups and it's great because you bring these people out there together they're in teams they come back they're like okay we got five pounds of garbage we found here's how many cigarette butts here's a a pop top or here's you know somebody left a beach towel or other items that are worse yet but it's great because you're there you're showing people that what it what it means to take care of the environment that they love so much it's just another community thing for us, and that's one thing we're gonna to continue to get more involved with
0: yeah i think i think community based um activism is huge for a realtor to be able to you know, be a part of that and and uh, not be selling all the time you know you give back a little bit and you'll 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 get you'll have a, an roi that's gonna be through the roof i love that so exactly good let's let me um ask you a couple of questions here what what do you think are you know cuz you're you're online a lot you see what other agents are doing give me a couple mistakes you see agents making online the
1: biggest thing i would tell you bill i see agents making online is that too many personal posts if they have a bad day they go in and rant about it or they take political sides you know especially right now i'd say with the way america's divided between our two parties and what's going on in the world i find it very interesting to sit there and watch certain agents, you know, who have a good following, choose one side and post about it and then add a personal note. I just I just think we should as agents, you know, respect our clients because they they're all ends of the spectrum. Respect them and not choose one side because it could uh, it, it will affect your bottom line and how you're seen in the community. Whether you agree or not, it's better just to stay away from anything that is a lightning rod for political activism.
0: Yeah, that, um, that's something I had conversations with uh, my son years ago. When he first got online. That <laughs> whatever you post there is going to be there forever, and people will find it. And you want to think yeah. before, think before you post, right? Think before you post. And you know the other thing too is, you
1: know, think when you post. You know, if you had a bad day, do you really need to post it? Go write it in an email and send it to yourself, and then think about it. Because if people see that, oh, this person's having a bad day. Are they going to write about me if I do work with them and something goes wrong too, which could affect you? Plus, you 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 know you want to be professional. You want to show that you are cut above.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, I've had you here the half hour I, I told you I would hold you back, and I know you got work to do. So let me ask you my final question I ask every guest. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice, um, Ryan, to a new agent, what would it be?
1: Bill, I love this question. I listened to Nicole's when she gave hers. I listened to Ryan's when he gave his. And I tell you, it's a multifaceted one for me. It's three okay. parts and one very simple thing. And, Bill, here it is. Find a company that has a like culture. you got to find one that has a culture that fits you because if you don't feel comfortable with that company, it's not going to work. You're going to end up finding another one and leaving a year, maybe six months, two years, you're going to waste your time. And by also, you have to have like interest. The first thing you need to do is find yourself a mentor that fits with you. Find yourself a mentor, get in there, learn from them, and then also take as many designations as you can. NARA has some great designations. I'll say the resort and second home property specialist designation. I'm a little biased, but any of these agents who are dealing with anything with the second homes, you need to take the course. It's two-day course and it's worth it. GRIs, very well worth it. EPros, ABRs, CRSs, all of them are great. And then you know the other thing is I would say just get involved. Get involved. If you're a new agent, get involved with everything that you can find your niche and then go for it. Learn as much as you can from your mentor, get educated, get involved in your community. If you do that, you should have no problem taking off and making yourself well-known in the, in the real estate world.
0: Ryan, if somebody wants to reach out to you and, and, and get in touch and ask some, some more questions, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Very simple email address, info at callryan.com, I-N-F-O at C-A-L-L-R-Y-A-N.com. And always, they can call or text me anytime at 269-252-7926.
0: Ryan, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I know I'm calling you right. I'm calling you right during that season (laughs) for this interview. But uh, I know you got work to do. So thank you so much for taking some time today.
1: Bill, thank you very much for having me. I feel honored that you had me on here. You have so many great agents on here before. And I thank you again for um, allowing me to speak today.
0: You've been listening to the Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about the Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.